Genre. Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show, we'll be discussing The Evil of the Daleks, the second Doctor's seventh story. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the evil of the Daleks, uh, which should be called the human factor, but mm. marketing. Oh, see, I would have gone with the Dalek factor, but then I thought that that sounded like a Bravo reality show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't watch that? Um, so, Perform uh, for your lives. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just the idea of of talking head Daleks is maybe the great like testimonials like talking to Daleks. That's like yeah. Chef Kiss good. Oh, I did uh. not come here to make friends. <laughs> we all, all wearing, hate like, the we all hate the Emperor Dalek, but we have to do what it says. Yeah, they're all wearing like t shirts of their colleges. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I really think there's a lot of missed opportunities with Daleks. Um, if we've no, learned anything sure. from doing this show, <laughs> there is <laughs> untapped com- comedic gold. <laughs> Different avenues that can be explored, like the Joker. Yeah, Ugh. just like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so. So, uh, Evil of the Daleks, uh, which is uh, directed by uh, Derek Martinez, who previously directed the uh, season, the not the season premiere, but um, the um, the uh, earlier in the season, the Tenth Planet, which was the final first Doctor story. Uh, He directed that, and now he's directing this, uh, which is the end of season four of the show. And uh, this is written by David Whitaker, uh, the only man that uh, Terry Nation approved of writing Dalek stories other than himself. Um, this particular story, which was what uh, was basically written because Terry Nation had decided that uh, he would be making a Dalek spinoff, and so therefore. Uh, the Daleks need to be killed off once and for all, never to be seen again on Doctor Who, um, because he wanted to make a uh, his own Dalek show. Um, Where they like moved to Beverly Hills. <laughs> God, if only. Uh, no, his uh, his uh, Dalek show would have spotlighted the Space Security Service and their top agent, Sarah Kingdom. Uh, both of which had been created by Terry Nation in the Daleks Master Plan, something we haven't covered on this show yet. Oh, man. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other other characters would have included Sarah's brother David, a character named Captain Jason Corey, and an android named Mark Seven. Hmm. Uh, oh, so, I, I hope they just would have called him Mark. Yeah. That's amazing. It's yeah. a great Mark name for an android. Mark. Uh-huh. Um, so Nation, uh, he wrote he wrote the script, and uh, the pilot uh, of this show was called The Destroyers, and uh, it hmm. was uh, he 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 went to, he was like yeah we're gonna start shooting this December twelfth and the BBC read the script and was like I think not uh, <laughs> Terry Nation and so Terry was like okay. Fine, I'm taking the Daleks to America, and then brought uh, this pilot script to NBC, and uh, and then that's when the BBC was like, you know what, let's just advertise with this guy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's when they decided to write the Daleks out of the show, um, and uh, so that that's that's how we got there. Uh, of course, uh, NBC did not pick up this idea, um, <laughs> and the, the destroyers. <laughs> the destroyers. Imagine, were they? De- uh, were the Daleks the destroyers? I think so. Yeah, I don't know what the ongoing plot of the show was going to be, and I sure. have a feeling that that's why it wasn't picked up. Uh, <laughs> got it. Is because it's like, well, what's what's the story? It's like, well, these guys fight the Daleks like every week. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the Transformers so. fight the Decepticons every week. I guess the Destroyers would have fought the Daleks every week. Right, but that's a but that's a that's a children's that's a show. Yeah, um, sort of and, for adults. Uh, he was yeah he was trying to propose this as like a prime time adult sure. series, the Torchwood of its day, if oh, you will. Good God. So, uh, so that was uh, the reason why this was uh, put together. This particular story. Um, it was also uh, decided that. Um, you know, Ben and Polly would be leaving, and so uh, they needed to introduce a new companion. Um, and as with uh, the previous episode, uh, so too in Evil of the Daleks, they get made both writers uh, create a character that would work as the new companion. Um, in The Faceless Ones, uh, they created a character uh, named uh, Samantha? Um, Samantha Briggs and uh, the actress, when they decided that, like, okay, she's the one, Samantha Briggs is going to be the new companion. Uh, the actress who played Samantha was like, mm, I'm good. Uh, I don't want, an, <laughs> I don't want to play the new companion on Doctor Who. Uh, so then they were like, well, I guess it's Victoria then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then this, uh, they started casting Victoria. Uh, she was cast. Uh, by uh, let's see, what is this woman's name? Um, uh, someone named Denise Buckley was cast as uh Victoria, who was uh, in the prisoner. Um, and then when she uh, when Dennis Denise Buckley accepted the part, something happened. No one knows what, but uh, Deborah Watling ended up being cast instead. Um, so. <laughs> It was it was over the whatever happened happened in the, over the course of two days, uh, and Buckley bailed, and then they cast Deborah Watling. There's no information on what exactly happened, um, but I don't know anything about Denise Buckley, and I like Deborah Watling, so I'm fine with it. Huh. I don't know. Um, anyway, 
Uh, so I, I'm assuming it's it's something like I, I like maybe she has like a like a grandparent or an uncle who was like working at the BBC or something like that. I don't know because um, I'm not I'm not sure why you would why you would switch them out because like Watling had been acting since she was a child, but she had never been like a major role in anything mm-hmm. really, um, except for a 1965 production of. Uh, called Alice, which was about Lewis Carroll. Um, oh hell yeah, yeah. So she was in that, but like that was like the only thing. Um, it's it's no prisoner, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but Deborah Watling's great, and uh, I'm I'm happy. I was like very happy to see her in uh, episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll get there. Um, so the other bit of stuff that was happening in this was that um, Whitaker's original take on the material, the first draft of this, uh, was kind of radically different. Originally, the Doctor and Waterfield went, uh, they they like went back to twenty thousand BC and retrieved a caveman named Og, uh, mm. and that's what the Doctor used to deduce the essence of humanity. <laughs> And uh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and then the Daleks' plan was to eradicate this quality from every generation of man, thereby eliminating Earth as a threat. Um, and then, meanwhile, like Jamie and Victoria were going to be held hostage on Scaro. Uh, the plan, the character of Bob Hall was initially called Bill and was a gangster. And uh, yeah. Anne, Anne Waterfield was alive and well and 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 in like. Um, the early stages of uh, of this series, um, but eventually all of those things changed, uh, and uh, we got the episode that we uh, ended up with—a uh, superior episode, I would say, um, because the last time we went back to visit cavemen, it didn't go so well. Yes, so let's mm-hmm. uh, let's stay away from that era, eh, Doctor Who? Yeah, maybe uh, it's not. Maybe that's not an interesting place to see the Doctor be the Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's accurate. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like basically it. There's not, there's not anything else. I mean, there, there, like I said, there's like that interesting stuff with like a new companion and the, the original version of the thing. And then the Dalek spinoff, mm-hmm. but the episode itself, um, kind of went off without a hitch. Uh, it was, it, it, you know, pretty smooth production. Um, and in fact, they had already written the Tomb of the Cybermen, which is the the first episode, the first story of uh, season five. Oh, and so heck yeah. they rolled, they rolled right into Tomb Tomb of the Cybermen, shooting that right after this, um, so that they could finally uh, end their uh, their curse that they had been living with since uh, Underwater Menace, which was that. Um, the making of each episode, ha- like the production of the episode was began a week ahead of the broadcast of the of that episode that's crazy um, so they were only like i know yeah oh my god um, so like they would shoot the episode and then the following week that episode would air um and that is uh that is insane that's stressing um, so they finally out. yeah they finally shot tomb of the cybermen which gave them the uh, uh the uh, a nice buffer going into the next season which is um really good uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's evil of the Daleks. Um, obviously, uh, of the seven episodes, only one of them exists. And, um, 
it's it's you know it's it's one thing when you get a story and none of the episodes exist and you can only imagine what it was probably like mm-hmm. um but then you get an episode you get you get one like evil of the daleks where one episode exists and none of the others do and it's just like it feels sadder because you you just like you kind of like get a sense of like what this story was and you're like man this is like this is already good and it doesn't exist mm-hmm. And then you get the one episode that does, and you're like, "Man, this, yeah, oh, God, it's so full of mood and atmosphere, yeah. and the performances are so strong in this one." Yeah, it, it, it's just it like I just get viscerally angry with the BBC. <laughs> it's like, why would you delete these? Why? Why would because you? Because the past must burn, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the evil of the Daleks, part one. Written by David Whitaker. Directed by Derek Martinez. Story edited by Jerry Davis and Peter Bryan. Produced by Innes Lloyd. Air date, 20th of May, 1967. The second Doctor and Jamie round a corner of Gatwick Airport to discover that the TARDIS has been stolen. A nearby air mechanic named Bob Hall tells them that it was taken by someone called Jay Smith of the Leatherman Company. Unbeknownst to Jamie and the doctor, someone named Kennedy is listening to their conversation and reporting it back to their boss, Edward Waterfield, an antiques dealer who explains that the police box is a special request for a particular client. The doctor suspects Bob, and when he leaves the airport, the doctor and Jamie hail a cab to follow him. Bob meets up with Kennedy, who knocks him out for being followed and then hides from the doctor and Jamie before sneaking out. The doctor finds a box of matches from the Tricolor Cafe and deduces that the matches have been taken from left to right. The only course of action is to go to the cafe and find someone called Ken who is left-handed. This, however, is revealed to be a trap planted by Kennedy when he meets with Waterfield, who confirms that they are dealing with the doctor with a photo of him. Once Kennedy leaves, Waterfield goes to a secret room hidden by a bookcase where he retrieves a Victorian jug which he explains to his assistant Perry is for Dr. Galloway, showing Perry the photo of the doctor, who is to be met at the Tricolor Cafe and told to meet Waterfield at 10 that night. At the Tricolor Cafe, the doctor is sure that it is a trap, but says that they have nothing else to go on. Eventually, Perry approaches and tells them to be at the shop at 10 p.m., At the office, Kennedy hears Waterfield shouting at someone, demanding information and becoming furious when he is not given it. Later that day, Kennedy breaks into Waterfield's office and investigates. Soon enough, he finds the secret room. He breaks into a safe. As he is looking in the safe, and his back is turned, a Dalek appears. The Dalek approaches, demanding to know who he is as a horrified Kennedy is backed up against the wall. It's been a really long time since I listened to this because the first time I experienced this story, I listened to it as like an audiobook form. Um, so I hadn't seen the episode that exists, but the episode that exists is episode two. Um, I forgot that we start off in like quote unquote present day, like in the 60s. And I'm like, wait, isn't this in like Victorian era? How do we get back there? So. <laughs> It was kind of cool for me to, like, follow the mystery. Like, the mystery mm-hmm. in this episode is really cool. Like, they just... It's like breadcrumbs. Um, yeah. Which I like. I think I think that, um, like, structurally, like, this is... It, it's a really long episode, like, long story. But, mm-hmm. like, 
it it never feels long because like every episode is really like pushing the story forward mm-hmm. in an interesting way, which is more than I can say for like some four part stories. Yeah. So um I was I was really impressed by that. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. And I mean like I think David Whitaker is really good at that. Like mm-hmm. he's very good at the structure, like here's what I have to work with and here's what I'm laying out for the audience. I just want to talk about episode two because it's the only one that exists. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so the, the, the TARDIS gets like stolen. Right. Um, yeah. Which I really a- loved the, it's almost, it's almost, it almost felt like a Charlie Chaplin short at the, the first <laughs> minutes where it's just like the doctor and Jamie, like chasing the TARDIS down like a dirty road. Yeah. I watched a reconstruction for episode one. It was the only one that existed on, on this uh, YouTube channel. And, uh, the, what the guy the guy had done was like lazily animate it and and so like it turned everybody into like Terrence and Philip from like South Park. <laughs> oh my god! And it was that that scene was uh, was pretty great of them just like <laughs> running down the street. Um, but uh, yeah, I goes uh, doctor. <laughs> yeah, I I I actually I'll be honest, I forgot during this episode that this was a like in some ways the first like solo Jamie adventure or like early on into the because like the uh, Jamie is such a brilliant companion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his chemistry with the second doctor is so immediate that he he already feels like he's been the companion the whole show yeah yeah uh, I love the part where they're like they get in a fight like over a, a railroad or over like a, tra- uh, a, uh, a train <laughs> yeah. and it like it scares him. He like has a full on fight and then he's like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, no, it's OK. <laughs> it's a train. It's a train. And like the guy gets away. <laughs> I, lo- I love Jamie so much. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Um, he's great he in this. Got- <laughs> He's so he's, he's so willing great. to roll with so much, but then like you have a train and he's just like ah oh, a beast <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what am I uh, going going about like you know some of my uh, my favorite things um, that uh, or the thing that I was doing in the last episode where I was like sort of like bringing up like um, things that were not established yet, but they're like. It it seems like they're hinting at like almost yeah, like yeah, they yeah. know um, the uh, the fact that uh, someone named Jay Smith took the mm. took the uh, TARDIS and I was like oh <laughs> John Smith <laughs> I just I thought that was interesting I don't know um, <laughs> yeah, doesn't sure. have anything to do with it There's another one in episode two that's like that but I was like I was I just thought that was so funny Oh yeah I caught one like in the in the next episode like I yeah. think it was like six or seven. That, that was really interesting. Mm. Oh, okay, cool. I can't wait to hear that one. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, this is, uh, they're, they go to like a, they go to like a club. A coffee, right? coffee bar, I believe was coffee the bar. <laughs> okay. They go to a coffee bar. Did Where you the guys communists meet in your, ver- in, in the reconstruction you guys watched of episode one? Cause I watched the Terrence and Philip one. Did your, sure. did yours have the original song in the coffee bar? Oh my god, or, yeah, paperback writer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cuz like that, that in, tripped me in, up. In the officially released uh version of this, um the one that has um Fraser Hines narrating it, mm-hmm. the one that uh Cass was telling us about off mic. Mm-hmm. Um in that one, they had to change that song because they didn't have they didn't want to pay for the rights for that. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was it was nuts hearing 
hearing a needle drop by the Beatles in the six in a show set in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. I don't know when um, Paperback Writer came out, so it might because this came out in sixty seven. So I don't even know if that was like new Beatles or current Beatles. Or I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what the, album that's on. But the first scene at the cafe before Paperback Writer. They're playing like a bluesy cover of Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen mm-hmm. <laughs> while the doctor and Jamie are like at the bar and the doctor's like, oh, what's the use? And it's okay, doctor. And it was like, this, is, this is delightful. <laughs> I love the idea. That's my favorite thing, too, because I'm just like, just imagine if the doctor was just like, well, never get my daughter to see again. <laughs> and just like, just Give. gave up and just, just stayed there. <laughs> just slide me another one and just like <laughs> like Superman 3 Superman <laughs> just drinking away his regenerations uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh man it's like well they yeah. took it I give up God, what's the use <laughs> I'm such a failure my own granddaughter oh. hates me like the companion always asks like no it's okay come on <laughs> Oh man, I love Jamie like just awkwardly dancing. Oh, it's great. That's good stuff. Um the uh also uh underrated uh old-timey British men calling each other darling. What? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, I missed darling. that. Yeah, yeah. No, there was like uh the the two people uh like there's that one guy that has like the very proper like oh hello like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that, the that guy, guy that's was like orchestrating like, everything. Yeah. He was no no no, the other guy. The guy okay. the guy who's only in like the first two episodes. Oh, I think. the butler guy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The guy the guy who like calls the cops in the second yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. him. Yeah, he he's the one. He's just like, oh, hello, darling. Um, he's like talking to like another old timey British man. Um, yeah. I love that. I was getting like Guy Ritchie vibes these early episodes before we really dive into full Dalek mode. Like just seeing the Doctor interact with like sixties London toughs was was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. And then Dalek shows up. Yeah, I sure. do. I do like the reveal of the. I always like it when. The cliffhanger is a Dalek, and it's just like, oh, the Daleks are back. Yeah, because like the yeah. guy was like, did they take? Because like the doctor finds that the matchbook, and then you find out that that was a plant, and that this was all like being orchestrated. And the guy's like, we have to make sure the doctor and his weird friend comes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? <laughs> like, oh, of course, a Dalek is making. <laughs> it's always, it's always <laughs> just a Dalek found you. You're like the unluckiest person in the galaxy, and now the Dalek is like bullying you into doing what it wants. <laughs> the Evil of the Daleks, Part 2 Written by David Whitaker Directed by Derek Martinez Script edited by Jerry Davis and Peter Bryan Produced by Innes Lloyd Air date, 27th of May, 1967 Kennedy attempts to flee and is shot by the Dalek Waterfield discovers Kennedy's body And is horrified at the Dalek's callous indifference to human life But the Dalek demands that he follow orders Despite his shattered nerves, Waterfield lays a trap for the Doctor and Jamie involving a photo of the two of them ripped in half and waits for them to arrive. The Doctor and Jamie enter the antique shop a little early and inspect the antiques, which seem to be too new to be genuinely Victorian, but too perfect to be reproductions. The Doctor and Jamie are led to Waterfield's office by his assistant Perry when they discover Kennedy's body. Perry runs off to call the police as the doctor investigates. He notes half of a photo of his face is in the dead man's hands, 
as Jamie discovers the other half of the photo wedged in a box. Before the doctor can warn him against the suspected trap, Jamie pulls at it, releasing a gas which knocks the pair out. Waterfield moves their bodies onto a platform and the three of them disappear. The doctor wakes up to find himself and Jamie in a country house in 1866. A man by the name of Theodore Maxtable introduces himself to the doctor and states that he will explain everything, as a maid named Molly gives the doctor a restorative beverage. Maxtable and Waterfield show the doctor into a high-tech laboratory and explain that they have been experimenting with time travel and inadvertently provided entrance to a group of Daleks who took Waterfield's daughter, Victoria, prisoner and forced them to kidnap the doctor. A Dalek enters and threatens to destroy the TARDIS unless the Doctor allows Jamie to be subjected to a series of potentially lethal tests. Maxtable believes the Daleks may be trying to thwart their pattern of being defeated by humans by becoming more human themselves, using Jamie as their guinea pig. Back in the living room, Molly wakes Jamie just as a ruffian enters from outside and attacks them. When the Doctor and Waterfield enter, Jamie is missing. The doctor says that if they don't find Jamie, the Daleks will take pleasure in killing everyone in sight. Maxtable is ordered by the Daleks to start the experiment, and any delay will result in death. Um, a dude gets killed by a Dalek immediately. Um, <laughs> he, he gets poor killed, guy. and the Dalek just, like, backs away and disappears. Right? Oh, uh, shoot. Like, out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! It's like a, it's <laughs> it almost like a to being invisible. <laughs> I was never here. <laughs> oh yeah, like a, like like he's resetting. Like ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I would love going into like a Dalek haunted house. It would have is to it? be the Daleks made what they think a haunted house is like. Oh my god! No, wait, that's literally a subplot in one of the Dalek episodes, isn't it? Oh my god, really? Yeah, they Is go it? through like a haunted house with like frickin' Frankenstein and like Dracula and stuff. Um, what? Uh, is that the chase? I think uh, it's the chase. It's bad, oh, but it's so much fun. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Season screamings! <laughs> I think it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I think it is the chase. I love, I love, I love the doctor and Jamie um, sneaking around this antique shop, and the doctor's like, "Don't touch anything." And then Jamie like walks into a vase. <laughs> yes. He's kind of like they have kind of like a Todd and Bojack thing going on. A little bit, yeah, yeah. That may, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So this this is the episode that exists, and mm-hmm. uh, man, it's yes, so good. It, it's gorgeous. Oh. oh God, I love this so much. <laughs> It's really um, I, I just love them Scooby Dooing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, really like, investigating, trying to find the the hidden door and stuff. Yeah, um, the, the guy Water, Waterfield sets up a trap where he's like, "I'll tear this photo of him. I'll put one half in the body on, on the body, and I'll put another half in a in a uh, like a ch- a chest, a little chest with like." gas in it uh-huh. to knock them unconscious i just yeah. like what a like specific plan to I mean, it works i don't want to yeah, get too did. far ahead but there's a couple of two to three step traps where it's like i knock this person out it's almost like a hitman game like i knock this person out this person sees it then they find this thing and then i attack them that happens like three times i like um, i like the daleks when um when uh, David Whitaker writes them because they're smart. Yes. Yeah. Like, 
after a while with Terry Nation, like, I know we haven't watched a whole lot of the Terry Nation Dalek stuff, but they just get, like, really silly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hijacking Earth and turning it into a rocket ship to, to it's brilliant. pilot it's brilliant. It through works. the universe <laughs> is, 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 is a brilliant plan. And <laughs> Actually, uh, and, 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 and Cass is a point, like, with this being, like, the only episode that, you, you know, that survived that you can watch – the Daleks in a Victorian mansion is mm-hmm. like is genius because it almost it almost recasts the Daleks in this episode as like a a Wellsian creature, like yeah. just them creeping around a haunted house and like I love that all of, I love that all of the Victorian people call them like creatures like oh is the creature alive you know it, it felt like I was reading like like War of the Worlds mm-hmm. yeah yeah no I like that I'm sure that that Virginia- was like part of the part of his intention. Yeah. And they were creepy in this one. Yeah. For sure. Oh, bay. Um, oh, bay. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're so bossy. <laughs> is the is the really is the cute maid in this episode too? Yeah, yes. Molly. I love yeah, Molly. Yeah, she's great. I love Molly's Molly and great. Jamie. Well, so they so they knock them out and then take them back to Victorian times and then explain that they were asked to do this by the Daleks because uh, <laughs> they're under Yeah, they're told. <laughs> Please. Um, because the Daleks have uh, Waterfield's daughter, Victoria, mm-hmm. um, which it just Victoria from Victorian times. I will never yeah, come on. I will never get tired of the laziness of that character name. Yeah. Honestly, I, yeah. that never hey, occurred writers, to me can... oh, until like I was watching it today. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's silly. Like, I like it. It, 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 it. it tells me to go easier on myself as a writer. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's because it's like it's a multi layered thing because the Victorian times are already named after someone named, named Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. So it's like it's like this weird like like triple layer dip. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it'd be um, like if they did like a an episode of Doctor Who set in Seattle in the nineties and then like the Doctor met a girl a guy named Kurt or a girl named Kurt. Yeah, like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Anyway, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, thanks, Scott. <laughs> it would be weird. Validating I mean, my <laughs> It would be weird. No, you're right. Thank you. Because no, if you hadn't have said that, it would have just been that no, never mind. <laughs> just... It's like why wouldn't it just be Kurt Cobain? Why is it just some random person named Kurt? That would have been crazy if the doctor if the, if the if the Daleks had abducted Queen Victoria and that's why they were doing this. Yeah. Oh my god. They're like, look, they're going to they're going to kill the queen if we don't if we don't do this. If we don't send you to meet with the Daleks. That would be that would actually be a crazy reveal if it had turned out that like Victoria Waterfield was Queen Victoria the whole time. But she was like this is like where she was like super young. Oh yeah, yeah before she became queen. Yeah, before she became queen, yeah. Oh, I wish they would do that more where like you don't know that it's a historical person until the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the in, in this particular case, it would have she would have been like a companion for like a long time. Uh, oh and then man! It's like, and okay, then I have to I have to go back and become queen now. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, three episodes in, it's like oh wait, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They would not have had the balls to do that back then. Oh, I mean, they like they god. don't now, but like <laughs> God, that would have been incredible. Um, <laughs> So uh, I love the um, uh, the concerned Dalek in 
Victoria Cell, the one that is like, you haven't been eating. <laughs> you will not, <laughs> you will not feed the flying pests. <laughs> the best They're line. birds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like tangled. <laughs> And like he was like he was like get on the, he tells her to get on the machine and it does something painful to her and then you're like, and then he's like you're 16 ounces lighter and you're like that was, that was a scale why why, why why was it so complicated and why was it painful because they're Daleks duh everything everything has to hurt oh man it builds Dalek character. Everything hurts. Victory <laughs> um, through pain. <laughs> Eat more. It rolls out. Oh, oh, bad man. for Victoria. She was a real. Um, I was. Uh, yeah, but but it was effective because like when 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 the as stuff goes on, you're like you're, you're rooting for her. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the bit where uh, where where when <laughs> when Jamie and the doctor first wake up. Uh, this is another one of those moments uh, that I that I like talking about, uh, where he was like, uh, uh, "Yeah, though the ma- the master uh, t- brought you here," and he's like, "The master," and he's like, "Oh, of the house, you must be talking about Waterfield." Uh- <laughs> and, and I and, and, like I just I love that because it's like, well, first of all, the master doesn't exist yet; they didn't mm-hmm. know what that is. But it's the way that he <laughs> he uh, says the master. It sounds like. He's talking about his old his old buddy, his old pal, his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I so like again, it's another well, another instance of like classic who not knowing what it's doing but sounding like it knows what it's doing. Sure. Well, if we ever need audio of Patrick Troughton saying the master, we know where to we know where to find it. That's true. Evil Daleks. There it is. Um, the uh, so the so the plan Maxable. But- yeah, so the plan by the Daleks, uh, according to Maxable, uh, who is uh, – what a character this guy is. Yes. Um, He's the one that looks like Sigmund Freud, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Um, <laughs> he has the power to hypnotize people, and he loves gold. Um, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. He, lo- he loves gold, and he is terrified of Daleks. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, I-, I love that um, – uh, the Daleks' plan, according to him, and then it's it's further backed up later on. But mm-hmm. uh, they 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 want what is what they've called the human factor. They want to know <laughs> how humans work, and they want to isolate that and then give it to Daleks to make Daleks like super beings because they'll take all of the good stuff about humans and you know everything about Daleks because Daleks are already perfect, mm-hmm. and then make them. Uh, unstoppable, essentially. Yeah. That's that's the idea because they think and, that's the problem. And dear listener, whatever problems you're that are coming up in your head, just listening to that, you're you're right. And it's, <laughs> and, it's a dumb plan, and it works out exactly the way you would think it would, and it's delightful. <laughs> oh, it works out even better than you would think, honestly. Is, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> so, no spoilers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's episode two and I'm, I've never been sadder that no other parts of this exist. Mm -hmm. Episode two is so good. Um, I guess it's probably like the best episode to exist considering it's the first appearance of Victoria. Like it's, it's, 
it's That's nice true. that her, it's nice that her first appearance exists. Um so, you know, it's that's, super weird. It's a weird first appearance for a companion, but yeah, true. Um, do not feed is, the uh, flying pests. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the idea that the Daleks, they, they want to destroy Earth, not because of people, but because of birds. They hate birds. birds. <laughs> they just they hate birds. They're like, they're oh. like, look at it mocking me. I can't fly, but it can and it knows. Choke, choke, choke! Just like <laughs> speeds through the birds, and they like like scatter in what's, the air. What's the planet um, that Pertwee goes to with like the giant bird feet? Um, uh, is that Meta Metabilis Three? I think the Daleks have Maybe. been there, and they're just like, no, no, no birds, never again, <laughs> no birds. Oh God, I can't wait till we get to uh, that. somebody, somebody. I, so somebody broadcast uh, Hitchcock's The Birds to <laughs> Scaro, and the yeah. Daleks were never again, never there's the like same one, again. There's like one Dalek legend about a Dalek getting carried off by a bird, and it's just permeated the entire culture. <laughs> <laughs> they hate birds. Uh, they hate uh, birds as much as the other guy loves gold. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that crazy scientist guy. Um, He's so good. No scientist should love gold that much. <laughs> the Evil of the Daleks, Part 3. Written by David Whitaker. Directed by Derek Martinez. Story edited by Jerry Davis and Peter Bryan. Produced by Innes Lloyd. Air date, 3rd of June, 1967. The Doctor investigates the room and finds a piece of straw tracking Jamie to a nearby barn. Jamie was taken by a ruffian named Toby at the behest of Arthur Terrell, the fiancé of Maxtable's daughter Ruth. Toby and Arthur argue over payment, ending in Arthur having a dizzy fit as the doctor enters, overhearing the end of the conversation between them. The Daleks argue with Maxtable, demanding a swift start to the experiment. Maxtable sends his servant, a mute Turkish muscle man named Kemal, to guard the house against Jamie so that Maxtable can begin the Daleks' tests. The Daleks confirm that they are wanting to acquire the human factor. When the Doctor asks why Jamie, the Daleks say that because of his travels with the Doctor, Jamie is the most intrinsically human person in the universe. Faced with the option of breeding a race of Super Daleks or losing his TARDIS, the Doctor is forced to agree. Maxtable explains that the way to extract the human quality is through staging a rescue of Victoria by Jamie. Ruth enters with Terrell, who reacts very wildly to the presence of Jamie and has another dizzy spell. The Doctor enters, and Jamie blows up at him for conspiring with Waterfield and Maxable. Jamie, however, succumbs to the Doctor's reverse psychology when he forbids him from attempting to rescue Victoria. Maxable explains to the Doctor that as Jamie tries to save Victoria, his emotions will be recorded and saved. The Doctor is to manipulate his emotions. Having unknowingly begun the test, Jamie enters the south wing of the house and is only saved from a booby trap by a bird triggering it first. He rounds the corner and squares off against Maxtable's muscle man servant, Kemmel. I mean, I guess Jamie gets kidnapped in the last episode. Um, oh, right. Yeah, by by some ruffian. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I'm not entirely sure what his purpose is, other than to be like, I don't know, working class British. Uh, mm. but like, he's a real, he's a real Toby, is what he is. I guess. Yeah, so. he's he's a literal Toby. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's yeah. I I mean I I think they just found him off the street and he was like, "Hey, penny for service, sir. Like we need you to grab a boy in a kilt." And like, oh, do worse for more. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So so they kidnap Jamie for some reason, even though the Daleks need Jamie to do this experiment thing. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't know what the point of it is, but they get they get Jamie back. <laughs> And, uh, so he, uh, starts this labyrinth of, uh, it's kind of like a rat maze, a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, they have him, it's, it's like a reality show. They have him hooked up to a bunch of stuff, like Dalek instruments, and they're gonna measure his brain impulses, and the doctor's gonna crystal crystallize them into whatever the heck the human yeah. factor is, and... But he's not allowed to tell Jamie what's going on. Yeah. Right. Cannot. Because it would affect the test. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the Doctor and Jamie not getting along. Like, oh, oh, man, yeah. But I will say, is, is, this, is this the episode where the where Jamie kind of, like, snaps at the Doctor for the first time? Mm-hmm. And they start arguing? That yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. The Doctor uses reverse psychology on him, and I just... I, I love it because he just it's it, like poor stupid Jamie. <laughs> yeah, it actually it, it reminded me a lot of when I can tell that like I'm frustrated and the way that Scott reacts to me being frustrated is a lot like I don't know I, with, <laughs> with, with with Jamie and the doctor where he's like and you don't you never do this and I and I'm scared and the doctor's like yeah are you? It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like waiting. <laughs> I I feel like I should be offended by this. (laughs) You're his wacky wacky space uncle, Scott. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just a lost Scottish boy out of time. Uh, We're bearing our soul here. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, not in a bad way. Because <laughs> the doctor's like, well, I just I can't tell him why. <laughs> it's an interesting, it's an interesting quandary, and it's actually kind of the rare. I don't know. Anytime the Daleks can like actually put the doctor in a sort of uh, intellectual bind is always really interesting because you don't think of them as being crafty characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamie's the most intrinsically human person in the universe, according to the Daleks. Yeah. Because it's he travels true. with the doctor. Have you seen him? What a specimen. <laughs> he's so scared of everything. <laughs> he's he's oh, scared trains. of everything, which makes him the most human. <laughs> <laughs> he's afraid of trains. <laughs> he's afraid of trains and yet constantly looking for, for fights. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... Oh, no. That's so funny. He's afraid of trains. And then, like, the Daleks later being a train like oh yeah they play trains yeah uh anyway um all right uh bird trips a booby trap big guy walks out mm-hmm. oh, end yeah. of episode three strong man strong man mm-hmm. yeah we'll get to we'll get to him next week oh great uh, won't that be a fun but- conversation <laughs> <laughs> But a bird, a bird just makes sure that he screws up the Daleks' plans one See, more time. Birds, birds. That's why they hate them. <laughs> They're always ruining their booby traps. 
I would be down for like a retcon in Doctor Who where birds are all part of an alien race that are like the watchers of the Daleks. <laughs> I'd be down. I I would just be I I would just love for uh uh like a doctor to just be like uh uh well you know little known fact about birds Daleks hate them <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and then just move on just moving on yeah yeah Jody Whittaker just like throws a swallow at a at a Dalek <laughs> well how about this <laughs> just, <laughs> Just lures the Daleks into like a taxidermy room like full of ah! birds. Oh my god. <laughs> the Dalek just starts screaming and spinning in circles. <laughs> Falls over. Oh man. <laughs> anyway. Oh gosh. Uh, Daleks. Is is, is that it for this week? I think that's it for this week. Alright. Well, Thanks for uh, listening, you guys. Um, yeah, we've got more Evil of the Daleks on the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, uh, the, what are we, the Doctor's Companion Listener Group? Listener Society? Mm-hmm. Something? Um, I think it's just group. Yeah. Uh, do so. There's some cool discussion. I mean, we've been on hiatus, so there hasn't really been much, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it's more active with us back. Um, check out duelinggenre.com slash support if you'd like to become a patron. We encourage you to do so. Please and thank you. Um, and we also have a tea Public store if you want to wear our faces on your chest or do a mug or on a sticker. Um, <laughs> wear our faces. Yeah. <laughs> and if you use Amazon, which you do because you are a human in the 21st century, um, check out duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. All of these uh, help us keep the site going and our podcast in your ear holes, so we appreciate that. Uh, Next time, we'll be talking about the back half of Evil of the Daleks, and I'm super excited. (laughs) 